have broken clear here from Yaris, Invincible Tears, Tiger of Malay. Subterranean's over on the inside, but Converge is well clear near the line, and Converge will romp home the Athens. Converge by three. Welcome to Bris Vegas, our Brisbane Winter Carnival show. I'm your host, Scoot, and I'm joined by Tommy Turbo, the Windsor Weasel, and Johnny McLeod from MacBet. And this is our show that we look at all the big races over the Queensland Carnival. How are you, boys? Just before we start, can I um, ask Johnny what he learned before race one at Doom in there when he was on his little scouting mission <laughs> mission in the bushes, filming the power couple of Brisbane racing? Well, I, I, I got out of the car... And I looked over and I seen the couple holding, more or less holding hands again and without any little, any implement to, to find out how the ground was and I, I just couldn't believe it. I thought, they looked over at me too. So, <laughs> so they, uh, they they knew what I was about when I actually pulled the camera out and pulled the phone out and took a photo. <laughs> Paparazzi. The, uh, those that have just joined us, uh, we already know about Tom Turbo. He's an absolute creep. And now uh, Johnny McLeod's probably spending too much time with him. They're talking about Steph Thornton and Benny Thompson. Is this a, an off-again, on-again relationship in the jockey ranks? Fill us in. Well, well no, it's not. I think it's on. It's all on board. <laughs> but uh, they, uh, they just, instead of walking the track for a reason of trying to find out where the best part of the track is, they want to go out there and hold hands for a while just, just, uh, just clear the head. <laughs> uh, it's a classic it is absolutely classic mm, just sharing notes i tell you what if it happened in uh, new south wales pbl wouldn't be happy it's uh who knows what they're up to there's jockeys just colluding but uh <laughs> what about yeah. uh what, what about the stradbroke day last week what do we learn about the horses like uh Ayrton and converge they both look like they're going places for sure i definitely pulled the wrong rein with uh port louis he did pull up coughing, but all uh, credit to John there. Um, absolutely savage the line. I'm not sure whether he's up to the other two-year-olds this season. Um, I dare say if the likes like Animoe and stuff came up, um, they would have progressed to a level higher than what Converge did, but I don't really want to take away from his win because it was very dominant in the end. Um, and Ayrton uh, definitely improved up in distance and showed us um, what the hype was all about. Mm, you uh, you definitely jumped off Port Louis at the right time, uh, Johnny. Uh, I think uh, pulling up coughing is a good enough excuse. They've basically shut the whole country down and the whole world down after a nasty little uh, cough. So I think you can probably forgive Port Louis once more. But I was really taken by the air of Ayrton. He looks like a real line chaser, doesn't he? He does. He, you know, the, I, I think the plus in him is is just he hasn't grown up yet. You know, um his, uh, he hasn't, he hasn't, his wither hasn't actually come up to it. He's home, you know, so he's got grown to, to, you know, the next six months he's going to grow. Um, so that's the big plus. As far as his win goes, I'm sitting on the fence with it. Um, you know, he's beaten Ellsberg, who is definitely a 12, 1400 metre maximum horse in the yard and on type. And the horse that run third is Mobbuster, who got beaten three lengths in a, I think it was a benchmark 65 at Caloundra the previous start. So <laughs> if they want to sort of start saying he's a Stradbroke horse or whatever it was, you know, um, um, I, I would say he's a Stradbroke horse next year because he'll, 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 he'll build into his own physique. But um, as far as this goes, I, I uh, even Glitterstrip got, you know, run fourth. I'm just looking at it. You know, 
God, if they can't be litter strip over a mile, there's something wrong. You know, we've we've priced him around about two forty. That's what I think he he um he he won as a two forty shot, not a dollar sixty shot. Hmm. So what's that? A little bit of a retrospective pricing. Do you do that on uh, all the races? Yep. Just on it. Just started doing it. It's a good idea, and and uh, I think um, there's a lot of benefit. There's a lot of things you've got to think about, you know, in uh, in doing it. But uh, I think we're we're around the mark, Tom. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. Um, obviously, at Eagle Farm, there's a bit more that you've got to start taking into account now, especially um, given the way the track played on Saturday. Uh, the lanes out wide were well and truly in play, which will be interesting coming to a track like Ipswich on Saturday, um, given that it's very different configuration, much more tight-turning track. And jockeys like Craig Williams, who rode Eagle Farm very well, I've got to change their style a bit. You really have to put your horse into the race at the right time. Mm, he's absolutely on fire, uh, Craig Williams. No doubt he's doubting his credentials whatsoever. But um, Tafane was uh, a really uh, interesting winner in the Stradbroke. I thought you boys were uh, home and hose with Vega 1. You would have been counting it. Yeah, that was sickening. I think Tom, well, I, didn't, I did hear about the you know, Galton or whatever it was. Um, this morning from Tony Golan, and he did say that it got, probably got galloped on in the first 100 metres. So, you know, that's that's not the best sort of thing that could happen in a race of the Stradbroke who hits the front and it's battling out something that, you know, it's 1400s as far as he really wants to go. So it has fired him up a little bit. You know, he didn't re- he didn't relax, and uh, I think that's probably caused him to get beaten, I think. Um, yeah, you know, the market come heavy for him. You know, he tumbled into about seven or two at the finish of the thing, and we had the choppies, and uh, we uh, <laughs> the toys went out of the cot when it got run over. <laughs> so you've had a rough couple of weeks, uh, Johnny, but uh, you, you definitely seen them uh, quite well and jumping off uh, Port Lou and onto Converge was the right play. Uh, Brooklyn Hustle, I thought it was uh, a pretty good win, but those mares races, aren't they? They're funny. You're probably going to get a different set of results in the Tatsiara as well in a few weeks' time, aren't you? Yep. Um, Brooklyn Hustle, just, it looked like she was running on dead set concrete there in that, in that <laughs> last race. I thought Madame Rouge was home and hose. I was counting the money at the 200 and then she just kind of peaked on her run. I thought Anne was very good, albeit in the f- uh, in the right lanes, but she was coming off a um, fairly long break. But Brooklyn Hustle with Craig Williams, who had the hot hand on the day, rode a treble, just coming in that outside lane, just swooped over the top. Um, yeah, what, it was definitely a dummy spit by me. Threw my hat across the uh, <laughs> across the uh, betting ring wall area we were. It was just, oh, I wasn't happy. Threw it on the ground after, just dead set. I was just in a world of pain after that. Mm, it's, uh, it's a tricky one, that. But uh, maybe Craig Worms can give Benny Thompson and Steph Thornton some tips on walking the track and yeah, maybe they're better with a, like a ski pole or to take their lessons from Craig rather than uh, the holding hands. You'd think they'd have enough of uh, enough time outside their riding hours to uh, to get the HH in. Uh, we're uh, we're going to talk a little bit of racing on this show about this uh, Saturday at Ipswich. It'll be the uh, the white shoes and the white leather belt gang out there at uh, the Wild Wild West in Ipswich. But uh, we're going to have a look at all the Quaddy Legs races, 6, 7, 8, 9, the Eyeliner, the Ippy Cup and the Gay Waterhouse Classic. 
And uh, let's have a look uh, before we go to a break at race six, the first one here, and odds courtesy of Top Sport on the screen now is uh, Desert Lord has been the one they've backed, $3 into two twenty five. Phantom Falcon, three seventy. Doctor Why Not, five fifty. Uh, and outside the market there, there's been money for one. Uh, Snow Valley's been 17 into 13, and from the Steel Ryan yard, you know, back in the old days, I can remember a couple of big plunges from uh, this this stable for sure. But uh, the replay we're going to have a look at is Desert Lord. Talk us through this one. Yep. Uh, so this is Desert Lord. I think he's at the back with Steph Thornton. The blue and the white colours come to the uh, far outside. This was his final run of his preparation last time out. Uh, I'll just quickly add in, Scoot, you would spot on there, white belt, white shoes, the full tarot cash <laughs> kit. That'll be out there on Saturday in full force at Ipswich. Um, this run here was a doom, and this is a run. Um, wow. It was absolutely unbelievable. That's Roman Oris who actually beat him, but not a lot of horses at Doomman can do that, um, let alone, you'd think, coming to a Class 6 here. I know that that was a similar grade, but Class 6 horses just don't do that at Doomman. Um, he's coming off a 140-day break or something like that, but um, and 1,200. But Van Dyke runners fresh just go like absolute bombs, especially the speed on here. I think Maloney can just land midfield from gate six. I think you got Doctor Why not coming across from the wide gate with Maddie Wishart, the apprentice. You got um, Kate Cowan on Snow Valley with 51 kilos from gate seven, Exacto Monte. They'll all be pushing forward, and I think they'll be a pretty genuine clip. Um, the only other horse who I think could possibly graduate from class six grade is Phantom Falcon, but from gate one with Ronnie Stewart, um, there could be a few road bumps in the way or a really strong tempo. So I'm going to be looking for a horse midfield running on, and that's going to be Desert Lord. Mm. Oh, sounds like a safe way. Uh, Ex-Sydney horse, Desert Lord. And I remember, uh, I think, last preparation or the one prior to that, as soon as he uh, hit the scene in Brisbane, he just went bang, bang, bang and returned to some of his old form. So might be the early uh, banker in the first leg of the quaddy. We might take a quick break. Um, and a big thanks to our sponsors, puntingform.com.au. You just saw uh, Tommy Turbo. He uses the punting form speed maps. Their sectional times database is as good as any in the market. They not only do Australia, they do Singapore and Hong Kong too. So uh, we're going to have a quick break and then we'll come back with the, the Ipswich Cup preview. Welcome back to Bris Vegas, our Queensland Winter Carnival show brought to you by Topsport and punningform.com.au. We're going to have a look at the Ipswich Cup. Odds courtesy of Topsport on the screen now. Lure me in from the Scone Cup as $4.20 favourite. So you win $4.40. In good health, $6.50. Humboldt current $9. The Lord Mayor, $11. No rider uh, mentioned there, so likely scratching. We do notice that uh, it's in Sydney also in the Mikel Cup. And then Inverloch, $13.00. And the replay we're going to have a look at is uh, Traduce, which has been 17 out to $18 in the white silks here. Take us away. Yeah, he's back on the fence in there. Just, oh, no, he's out, uh, he's out wide, isn't he? He's coming out wide sort of thing. Oh, no, he's on the inside. This is the preview. This is his last start. This is the worst part of the track on the inside. Now, he, he came back in distance the day incentivised. It's just a really nice horse incentivized, but he came back in distance. He found the fence in the worst part of the track, and he, he just plugged. But I think it was more or less a barrier trial, really, for this sort of race. And his previous run, 
Um, he it was a good win over 2200. He just gobbled them up down the outside and he hit the line good. He's an up and coming type of stayer, and why I'm sort of leaning his way is just the odds. And I think everything in the market is is pretty much, you know, they're all okay horses, but nothing flash. They're they're beatable types, and uh, this solid speed up front in good health gonna probably hold the lead. And then you're going to have Inverloch pushing forward and even made of all has got some speed and flash arm. You know, he's been racing over a thousand metres sometimes a couple of starts ago. So it's going to show some speed as well. So they're going to roll and horses usually get going around about the 600 here and make it a real hard test. And I just think producer, he's tucked in behind and got that 2200 metre run, you know, under his belt. He's just primed for this race. I just, um, you know, I'd have loved to, to finish the race off just a touch better the other day, and then I would have been very keen. But I'm, I'm sort of, um, I just think at the $18, I'd rather back him than a horse like, you know, Lure Me In, which was in the better part of the track and its favourite. Hmm. So, you you know, he just battled away the other day. He, he was probably on the worst part of the track, but there was another horse just in beside him that came to the line better than him. So, you know, there's, there's reasons to pot a lot of these horses, and... I'm just, I'd rather back a horse around, you know, around the $16 mark. Mm, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> pardon me. I thought uh, Lure Me In and So You Win were a little bit chinky, and uh, I've bet a lot into these uh, this Ipswich meeting over my uh, sick uh, career, but um, Inverloch was the horse that sort of caught my eye, Johnny, Yeah, but I don't think top weights have a really good record in the Ipswich Cup, but this horse burns along in front, and if they leave it alone in front, this uh, he's a tough bugger, this horse. Yeah, but the only thing is, I don't think he can lead. Uh, you know, I think in good health will kick up. He led over a mile or something the other day. He's going to the 2100 you now, and he pulls. So even if they come out a little bit soft on him, which they can't from the 78, mm. but they've got to go forward a little bit, he'll, you know, he'll he'll roll. And then the other one's going to have to work around him if he wants to find the fence. And um, so, you know, it's just going to play into the hands of something midfield or the horse, you know, even midfield back that's going to be jumping on the back of something that's trying to work into the breeze because there's going to be some good breeze down the side of a track into their face. And, um, you know, I don't want to be working up the front up there and, and the horse is chasing wide. I want to be the one just getting a nice suck run. Mm, it uh, definitely yeah. looks a, a race where you could take on the favourite, so you might be right and uh, traduce. Don't have to have much on at the eighteen dollars. Nice little each way play. Let's have a look at the eyeliner over thirteen fifty. It's another listed quality, and odds courtesy of Top Sport on the screen now. Amish boy didn't get a run in the strutty three ninety into three eighty. Axe from the wow the red hot Michael Costiard. I saw an amazing stat of how many winners he's got in his last thirty starts. It's incredible. Nearly every second uh, horse that he's Takes around uh, as one groundswell at seven dollars. Tommy Turbo tipped this last start, and it got narrowly run down. Boomsara ten dollars, Snitch fifteen dollars, and Stampy seventeen dollars. The replay we're going to have a look at here is Snitch in the red and white silks. Take us away. Uh, yeah, so Snitch is the one that's four or five back on the fence with the white cap. Um, this is actually the race Superium came out of and won on the weekend. Funnily enough, I found Ben Thompson a fair bit on this card, which is, at first I was a bit worried, 
given his recent form. He put in a few shocking rides there yesterday at Doombin. But when I look at the jockeys at this card, there really isn't many to choose from. Like, you look at the top ones, you're probably looking at Craig Williams, he's A, and then you've got Fred Maloney, Jag, Glissman, Chester, I guess, and Thompson, and that's really it. Brad Stewart has a few rides, but there's a long tail here. So Snitch was resuming there off a long break at 1,200 metres. He had to go back from the wide gate. I think from gate one, he can posse a bit closer, maybe three back the fence. I really liked his return there with 58 kilos, drops to 54 here. Um, last preparation, he went a bit off the boil, but I really liked his trial coming into this prep. And at $15, the gate, I think the projected tempo should be okay. I'm just looking at the field now. I think Groundswell has actually been scratched. But Mashani Hustler should set a good enough clip with Boom Sar and Axe coming across from the wide gate. So hopefully there's a bit of speed on for something midfield to be charging on late. The worry with Amish Boy I have is, Coming from Eagle Farm and those bigger tracks to a tight turning circle like Ipswich, he's mm. going to need the pace on, and Craig's really going to have to put him into the race at the right time, especially if Groundswell's been scratched. That brings a little bit of tempo out of the race, so he's going to need a few things even from gate five to go his way. Mm. Literally uh, five minutes ago, Groundswell's just come out of that race. Seems a tricky one, uh, Johnny McLeod. This... Um the list, the, the listed quality. Uh, I'm not sure that Amish boys in really well here with the 58 kilos. No, no, but he's, you know, everyone is going to see what he did the other day, you know, against that horse chalk net or whatever it is, and it's coming out <laughs> one. So he's, uh, you know, he's given it in what six, seven late start in the worst part of the track, and and nearly running to a head difference, you know, so. Everyone's going to has seen the run. Everyone can, you know, make their own mind up on whether they. He went good or it and was a bit ordinary second up. You know, it's it's just a matter of which way you go with that. But I, I do think Amy's boy will be charging. But I like uh, Tom's, you know, idea with Snitch. And, you know, he's come on the worst part of the track that day as well. So he just needs, some, you know, the speed to be there. Like, it, it is a bit of a pain with Groundswell coming out. You know, that's a because he's the one that could have been pushing up. And, you know, I think uh, Axe... A couple of starts ago, he would have normally just rolled, but he did, um, you know, lead or run second. He was running second in a slowish run race when he won at Doom and wasn't at Tom. And so they didn't go that crap, you know, that quick. That yeah. I think but, he could um, just get the next start. And that's when he got, um, that was in the Tefani race, but Tefani was carrying 60 kilos that day, but he did finish off well in the Costa yard, as you said, Scoot. They're absolutely flying. Whatever they're feeding their horses, I need some of it. <laughs> Sounds like you need a COVID test as well, Tommy. You got the uh, the Hollywood flu. Yeah, I'm I'm just so <laughs> fragile. I just need some. <laughs> you need to keep betting. You just need to stay calm and keep betting, mate. You need Kyle Wilson Taylor to dig you <laughs> out of the mine. Driving me crazy. That's why they dead set driving me mental. Like. I think I backed Mark Duplessis last week and I was blaming him for losing. But he's ridden he's, – I had a look this morning. He's gone 88 rides without a winner. So I've only got myself to blame there. Is that right? Yeah. Holy moly. Nicely done, Caesar. Jeez, you're, you're a believer, Tommy. You'd be the last man on the Titanic, I would have thought. Oh, far out. I'll keep going. I'll keep betting, but you can't stop me. I think, I think you, only start lo- you only lose when you stop. Uh, a wise man once told me, but uh, make sure you're gambling responsibly. Let's. Uh, it's a nice segue into the uh, 
Maybe we're taking a break, will we? We'll take a break and uh, we'll come back and we'll preview the Gay Waterhouse Classic and we'll see uh, where the early money's gone at Top Sport. Welcome back to Bris Vegas, our Queensland Winter Carnival show. I'm your host, Scoot, and we've got Tommy Turbo and Johnny McLeod taking us through the quaddy legs here, going uh, value hunting after the first shorty in uh, the first leg of the quaddy. And let's see what we've got in the Gay Waterhouse Classic. The odds courtesy of Top Spot on the screen now. Lillian Moore, $4.40. Boomtown Last $4.60. Intrepidatious $8.00. Nidolp $9.50. And the replay we're going to have a look here. We're going deep into the archives. Red Steena. It's already been 71 into 34, but this is a run back in October. It's first up effort last time. Johnny, it's out the back. Oh, out wide. Yeah, the widest runner, and then he just checks him off the heels of something in front of him about here, and eases, and then this is 13.50 first up, last preparation now. Then he gets at him, and he just just finishes the race off nicely after being really wide and working, and he just, you know, he's charging sort of thing. And there's some nice horses, 50 cups inside him, he goes pretty good, and there's some nice horses in that race. And, his last start before a spell was probably his best, and I love that. You know, horses going out on a peak. Um, Twelve hundred. I, I definitely prefer thirteen fifty first up, but he was seventy dollars, and I, I think that's huge. Uh, Troll, uh, solid speed up front. You know, they're going to go here. Boomtown Lass has got speed. Neerdorf, they put the blinkers on him. He's got a he led a trial. Lillymore just knows one thing: go to the front. Trepidatious has led his last couple, and Sky Lease has got the bad gate we're going to have to press. So you're looking for that where I say I can area, that's and back and, and in that area. And uh, as I said, the wind in their face down the side, they work, and just hopefully this horse can just tuck in behind something, track up, come to the outside, and uh, at the big odds, I'll keel over if it gets up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, seventy-one into thirty-four dollars. So you're not the only one that's uh, that's found this horse. And when you sent through the replay, I said I thought to myself, Johnny, you're absolutely crackers here because I was look. I fast forwarded to last four hundred, but then I went to, back to the start of the race, and this poor horse was posted three or four wide the entire. So I wasn't entitled to uh, do anything at all. So you might have found one here, but uh, the horse I liked here was Boomtown Lass. Can it pinch? It pinch this one. It looks like a class runner to me. Well, it's got to get, if he comes out with the intention of just sitting in behind the speed, I, I think he's got a chance. But if he pushes, um, which Sean doesn't usually do, I suppose, um, you know, he's going to, or she's going to get the right run. He's going to have to need luck because that inside part of the track, you know, hopefully the leaders will be coming back on those horses inside and they mm. might just get shuffled back at the wrong time. And I think you want to be horses four or five deep tracking up behind something that's going to be the right horse. So she's going to need a little bit of luck and a good ride. Um, you know, Orman, he rides good, but he's a terrible bias jockey. Um, mm. But he does ride good. So, you know, he's just going to, he's going to have to be on his game, that's for sure and certain. There's another horse there I thought had a chance, Gemma Scotland. Like, the problem with it, you know, if, it, if he had freshened this up, going into this race he's coming off but he went from i think 13 50 1400 to a mile the other day and now he's back to 1200 no if he had just dropped off the mile run and freshened him up giving him a couple more a couple more weeks off into this race well with all the speed he's a 
nice horse, um, mm. but back problems and all that stuff. But he would have been charging. And but now, you know, as as he going to lose his turn of foot, and I just see uh, scissor hands is on him as on well. So as well, <laughs> so, that's Mark Duplessis. That uh, could, could be Tommy. Imagine if uh, Tommy's not on him coming to last at Ipswich and he's done his life, and <laughs> next thing you know, up Bob's Je- Gemma Scotland. What about a horse like socialising here? Um, I know she went bad last start, but that was at Eagle Farm, and we saw last preparation. She was on the fence there behind horse like Ethereum Broomtown last, had a big flop there. She didn't finish off at all. Three weeks later, come out of Dooman and put in a really nice run there. Um, what do you make of her chances, Johnny? Just I wanted to, I wanted to do something a little bit more than she did the other day. You know, she was in the worst part of the track, but the horses in front of her ran away from her. You know, so that was the real problem with it. You know, it's just a matter of whether you say, okay, Eagle Farm, totally against it. You know, and there are definitely horses that don't handle Eagle Farm. So, but this is probably not one of them because it's one at Eagle Farm. So um, I'm, I'm just thinking it may not have come back. You know, I've got it $20 and it is $20. So it's not uh, it's not out of it. Um, I think the, the, the real, you know, pain horse, for me, is intrepidatious because his run two starts ago was quite good at Doomman. Then he came out at Eagle Farm and went like a busted. So, <laughs> you know, do you just do you just sort of put the white flag up on it? And I'm trying to put the white flag and say it can't probably win just because it's going to sit on the feet. But I'm not going to be surprised if it turns things around because it's coming off Eagle Farm. So, but I, I you know, I think. I think this is a lovely bet, Rich. Thing you're going to be sick in the run. You're going to be giving a late ten, late start, <laughs> or whatever it is. But holy moly, you know, it's seventy-one end of thirty-one. It might be all my money, but it's, <laughs> it's, uh, that's why I'll be keeling over if it gets up. <laughs> yeah, what are, our Sydney viewers are saying. What about Lilia Moore? Well, the pace, and, and I think the twelve hundred meters is its limit. You know, 1,100 metres um, rolling along, it seems perfect distance. 1,200 metres is is uh, its limit. And with the 1,200 metres with speed right on, you know, having to uh, kick up on the outside of Neerdorp and maybe Boomtown last and then Kyle East putting some pressure on it from out wide and possibly even trepidations, you know, it's um, it's a little bit of a suspect. I, I, I've definitely got it right there. I've got it marked and I've heard it. Mm. So because of the 1200. So if the speed is not as strong and for some reason they all think that there's lots of speed on and we're going to not go real quick, it will probably win or, or Boomtown last. One of those two will win because they're going to get the per- they're going to be there. Mm. And mine can't win. But if they, on paper, there's speed to burn here. So I'm just hoping. I'm hoping that no one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all we can do. I think you're a dual bit of luck, mate. You've uh, you've been seen really well, and yeah, I, you've had some just absolute cruel beats. But uh, that is what makes us punters resilient. Let's have a look at uh, the top sport big bets from uh, the early action and see if uh, we'd like to pinch some uh, tickets here. The first one is race six, number three, Desert Lord, sitting pretty here, 2000 at 290. Beautiful. Into 225, and uh, Turbo wants to launch it in the first leg of the quaddy, so that's definitely one that we'll take there. But And then race eight, number two, Amish Boy, who we've already discussed also, 1500 at $4. There'll be some slight deductions there, but now it's 320 
especially with that uh, breaking, scratching of groundswell. And it is another horse that uh, many people are likely to find. So interesting action there. It's going to be, uh, it's always a great betting day, I find, Ipswich. And if you dig through the form, you can uh, definitely find a couple of big price winners, that's for sure. And there's a couple of other interesting uh, runners on the card uh, earlier in the day. So uh, make sure you get around racing in Queensland and bet on Ipswich this uh, this Saturday. And uh, if you want uh, the boys latest insights and race to race macbet.com.au johnny that's the place we're going uh last wednesday or yesterday wasn't that crash hot when we're out to fire back here i've, uh, I've had a shave <laughs> i've turned around on the left foot and done a pivot which i don't usually do real good because the ankles don't <laughs> are not the best but I've, I've tried everything in the book to turn things around since, uh, since yesterday and red sting go you little good thing <laughs> fingers, fingers crossed, Tommy. I think uh, you need to go get a COVID swab, and uh, you might just do a full, a full body checkup while you're there. You could have anything, buddy. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Keep your advice. Uh, can all you, right. Hey, okay. Tom, can you please back Gemma Scott in the last? Race? <laughs> <laughs> I fear the worst. I'm back like every day. <laughs> All right, we uh, we might be uh, unofficially on Mark Duplessis' watch, and uh, let's try and find, if you're listening out there and you can find Mark Duplessis' next winner, tag in uh, at Little Birdie uh, Podcast or at Little Birdie TV, and uh, we might try and send you a prize if you can find uh, the next winner that Mark Duplessis is going to ride. So I think he's, what, Norton 88, according to Tommy Turbo. And it was funny that you mentioned Gemma Scotland. I think I picked it up two, two or three starts ago. I thought, gee, that was a nice run, and that used to be a good horse, and uh, must have just had a couple setbacks. But uh, it'll be doing very well if uh, it carries Mark Duplessis and Tommy Turbo's money, that's for sure. All right, that's uh, that's a wrap from us. We've got two more shows to go. We're going to go through right until Caloundra Cup or the Glasshouse Day. That was uh, where the mighty Winks come out and won uh, the guineas up there. So make sure you stick around for the next couple of weeks. Uh, the Brisbane Winter Carnival just keeps rolling on. And make sure you follow us at Little Birdie TV. Uh, we're in the Apple Store, Spotify and SoundCloud and on YouTube if you want to watch the replays. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Good. That's good. Yeah.